Welcome back to this week's edition of the Psychology of Success podcast. My name is Caden Terry, and if you're new here, I'm 17 years old, and I do this podcast every Wednesday where I go and interview successful entrepreneurs and leaders. So this week, I have the opportunity to interview Colby Jenkins. A Utah native, Jenkins has commanded a Special Forces A-team in combat as a U.S. Army Special Forces Green Beret and has worked on Capitol Hill for the U.S. Senate and Pentagon, where he managed the congressional portfolio for the nation's number two military leader. Most recently, Jenkins served as the director of operations for the Pentagon's Silicon Valley Innovation Office, known as the Defense Innovation Unit. And now he is part of, here in St. George, Utah, the Atwood Innovation Plaza, where he helps different entrepreneurs at Dixie State University and the community create different businesses from ideas that they have and help incubate different business plans and bring their ideas into reality. So I think you guys really like this episode, so let's jump right into it. Being a commander of a Special Forces A-team was probably where I gained uh, most of my experience and both humbling and satisfying. Uh, being surrounded by the best of the best on an A-team is 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 difficult to explain. Uh, you're, you're, as the captain, I'm in charge of the team, but I'm literally working with the best of the best, the best weapons, weapons guys, engineers, communications, medics, uh, you name it. And so to deploy around the world with those those type of men and, and women as well, you know, now we now have women, Special Forces, Green Berets, um, the first female. Um, I, I digress, but it's important to note that there, there's now, there are now women in the Special Forces Army, so that, that's a tremendous victory for, for women. And as a father of two daughters, I'm, I'm happy for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but my military career really helped me learn about leadership, helped me learn about humility, the importance of teamwork and how to build successful teams. Um, and then... You know, see see the world as as you would say, um, lots of great experiences. Yeah. So, what do you mean by, like, how can entrepreneurs build their A team? Great question. Um, you alluded earlier to my experience in speaking. Um, mm-hmm. When when I when I speak, I, I focus on on characteristics of successful teams. First, how how to be a how to be a, a solid leader yourself and some ingredients that contribute to that and then as a leader taking your own expertise and surrounding yourself with with um, complementary expertise as well and how to to build those those skill sets and those tools towards a common mission or a common goal and a team and, and I use the example of building a special forces a team that is comprised of diverse expertise but at the end of the day we're, we are one team with one goal, one mission, mm-hmm. and, and one one leader that's responsible for directing those efforts. And so I, I speak on different, um, I use different stories or vignettes from my experiences that, that illustrate those characteristics of good leadership and then also good team building. Do you have any stories that portray that message of leadership? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, one that I share when I when I speak is uh, the importance of when in charge, be in charge. And I share an experience of at, at the culminating point of training and selection before you become a, an official Green Beret 
there's a team exercise that's called Robin, Robin Sage. And this is where all the student Green Berets, you've, you've been in, in a student environment for almost a year learning your trade, but then they put us together in student A teams and inject us into a, into a counterinsurgency scenario in the mountains of North Carolina. So there you are deep in the mountains of North Carolina and a student team. And in the example that I share, myself and another student captain were on, were on this team. Normally there's just one captain on a real A team, but in the student environment there are two or three. And so at the beginning of this scenario, we were dumped out of our trucks with all of our gear. We're at our start point and kind of cloud of chaos and confusion and, and up in this scenario, up walked our grader, our evaluator. And he called myself and the other captain over and, and looked us right in the faces and said, who's in charge here? You know, and then in, in that moment of kind of panic and anxiety, knowing that behind me was chaos and knowing that I'd just begun, it would have been very easy for me to say, I don't know, I'm, this isn't my mess. Um, but he asked who's in charge here. And, and with just slight hesitation, I, I spoke up and said, I am. And he simply said, okay, and he walked away. And so I later learned uh, down the road that that was the first test. Uh, the grader had, they had specifically not told myself or the other captain who was gonna be in charge at the beginning. They wanted to inject us into a scenario of chaos and see who would step up. Wow. Who would be in charge? Who would, who would stand up and say, I'm, I'm in charge, we're gonna get this organized and going. And Man. So I learned a powerful lesson there that when in charge, when it's appropriate, be in charge and don't be afraid to, to lead. That takes a lot of guts to take ownership, especially when you're trying to set yourself apart. I mean, if you show your leader that you're not leading your guys the way it should be, I mean, I mean that's a pretty cool story. That, yeah, I, I learned a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wow. So tell me more about the Atwood Innovation Plaza and what you guys offer here. So really our focus here is, is to support ideas and people that have them. Um, whether you're a member of the community or faculty, staff of the university, uh, or a student, most importantly, um, we, we set ourselves up to support and resource ideas. And, and so you can walk in here with an idea or a curiosity or just want to tinker in the makerspace and build something. Um, we are staffed and focused to support that. So if you, say for example, have an idea that, that's unique and, and you want to learn how to uh, get a patent for that or a trademark or a copyright, we have a patent counselor who's, who's a wizard at um, helping with patent counseling and research and he can help you file for a patent. Uh, we have a makerspace that has all kinds and sizes of 3D printers, a huge canvas um, printers, uh, printers well where you can make stickers or or uh, applications for windows or other things we have a, a wood shop a metal shop and then an incubator where companies whether they're one person companies or ten people companies can incubate and learn how to build um, and gain momentum for their companies or their ideas with with my staff uh, whether it's preparing marketing materials identifying um, your who your audience may be and most importantly preparing for investment um, and our business resource center is, is a great resource uh, for gaining business consultations for free uh, offered to anyone for free or help you build your business plan uh, connect you with federal and state resources and then finally we have plenty of co-working 
office space available um, where new companies or small companies um, can rent very inexpensive co-working or whole office space for themselves and, and be in this ecosystem of innovation and incubation where where like-minded entrepreneurs are working together and, and staffing up. So it's, it's pretty exciting. So I have a question. What sets companies apart from the ones that succeed and that don't succeed that you've seen here? I, I think agility is important. Being able to, uh, you've, you're, you may have a solution, but the problem may change or the audience demand, the user demand may change a little bit. So being, being agile and able to adjust your solution on the fly and in a rapid fashion, um, I think is important for, for companies rather than say, here's our product, love it or leave it. Um, being able to listen to the customer's feedback and adjust on the fly, um, that, that kind of lean startup model is important being agile um so last couple questions um how how can my listeners reach out and support you and the innovation center thank you uh well first our website is is we spent a lot of effort this past summer um upgrading it really invigorating it and that's innovation.dixie.edu um and that on on the website we've got landing pages for all of our centers of excellence and how to contact us how to book uh, machines in our makerspace, uh, how to enroll in classes, how to rent space if you'd like to, um, and then just how to, you can also how to gain a business consultation. Um, so our website is a, is a wonderful platform, uh, innovation.dixie.edu, and then certainly probably the easiest way is just to walk in the building, walk in the building here, and we, we've really tried to encourage all, all of our tenants, all of our teammates here that if anybody walks in, then they're a friend. We we want to greet people. We want to ask them how we can that we can help them. Um, so, just walk into the building and 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 ask uh, for help, and we'll be happy to to sh- to uh, direct you to the right place. Yeah. Do you have any community classes here, or do you have to be a college student to take classes? Uh, yes and yes. Yeah, our classes are open to everyone, um, whether community member or student. Um, you can enroll in a class via our website, and you. You don't have to be a, a student, or you can be anyone. They're open to everyone, and and right now they're they're free because um, we are in the process of building our curriculum, really fine tuning it, making it professional. Um, so in, in that that process, we're offering all of our classes for free right now, and, and so yeah, jump in and get it while you can while it's free. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And of course, going forward, every all of our resources here are free for student students and faculty. Um, while they're working on university or classroom type projects. Um, but then we also support students and faculty for um, revenue or, or manufacturing as well. So when it transitions from a class project to, hey, now I'm making something for money, then, then there's a small fee there. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, which makes sense. But very nominal. We don't want to be an obstacle to innovation. We want to encourage it. Yeah, yeah, I understand that for sure. So take your time answering these questions. Or I ask everyone this, the last two. Um, if we could hop in a time machine right now and travel to any time in your life, where would you go and what would you say? Yeah, well, I, uh, you know, uh, several examples come to mind. Um, I would go back to uh, probably in the uh, when I was going through uh, the selection process of Special Forces. 
Um, it was it was very grueling, very physically, mentally demanding. Um, I I fortunately made it, but if I could go back to that time, I would um, I would tell my my then self that to hang in there, um, that it would be worth it. That those few weeks of grueling, difficult time would set me up for decades of wonderful experiences. And so I would go back and just validate that the efforts and blood, sweat, and tears then um, would be worth it. And, and yeah, that would be one place I would start. Any other experiences that come to mind? Because you mentioned you have a couple. Yeah, I, you know, on the personal side, I, I think back to uh, you know, getting married or, or having, having children. Um, and I, lots of counsel there, probably be, be more patient, be speak, speak kinder. Uh, uh, yeah, I could probably, I could, I know I could improve a lot on being a better father and, and a husband. Um, so lots of probably personal guidance I would share there, but I'll, but ultimately it's all, all for the good. Yeah, exactly. That's a common response I've gotten from people. In fact, yesterday with the owner of Fed Up here in St. George, the nutrition company and meal prep, she said, yeah, all my experiences have made me who I am today and I want to change a single thing. So Yeah, that's a great, yeah, you got to look forward. In the military, a common saying is because you move so often, well, you, you just got to bloom where you're planted. Yeah. And, uh, and then not fret about leaving or change. Just just bloom where you're planted and yep. make the best of it. So you can prescribe anything to the entire world, and they have to do it for 30 days. What do you tell them to do? Huh. Uh, may, I don't, it may seem... Try it. One thing that just comes to my mind is uh, make your bed in the morning. Make your bed in the morning. And I saw this. It comes from um, Admiral Craven, uh, former uh, Navy SEAL commander. Unfortunately, as a Green Beret, we're, we're, we're kind of rivals with Navy SEALs, so I hate to give a Navy SEAL any credit. But, <laughs> yeah. but Admiral Craven gave, gave a great commencement speech uh, for the University, University of Texas, I believe. It may have been Texas A&M now, I forget. But... He encouraged them. He said, if I had one single message, it would be to make your bed in the morning. And the point there is to have a victory from the beginning. When you when you start your day, complete something right off the bat. And that one action of completion or or positive triumph from the from the get-go, whether it's making making your bed as the example, but whatever it may be, if you can start your day with with positive momentum, then it will only carry you forward. And if you can do that every day. For 30 days, whatever it may be. For for me, it's I put my clothes out at night because I'm going to exercise or I'm going to swim the next morning. So for me, that that first victory is answering the alarm, getting my workout clothes on, and out the door. And if I can do that every day, whatever it may be, it 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 sets me up to feel better about the rest of the day. I agree. Those mornings that I hit snooze or I don't get up, even though I've set my workout clothes out. For some reason, the day just drags, even mm-hmm. though I've slept in. Or yeah, I, I haven't worked out. Um, but if you wake up and you leave, turn your back on a on a bed that's messy, or turn your back on your workout clothes and and try and tackle the day absent that first victory, um, then you're leaving something on the table. And so whether it's get up, make your bed, and get going, or get up and go work out, or or read your scriptures, whatever it may be, to have that first victory and do that consistent consistently um to set you up for more success Mm -hmm. i've noticed when i do that i'm a big believer in morning routines too and i notice when i don't do my certain routine i'm 
I feel like I'm more reactive throughout my day. Like my day is happening to me and I'm not necessarily creating and being proactive and doing the things that I want to do. Whereas if I don't do my routine, things just kind of happen to me and I'm reacting, oh, everything's happening. But yeah, like I said, when I... That's a great, that's great insight. You're, yeah, you become more reactive. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I've noticed that big time too, so. Yeah. 